Delano's Top of the Week. It's that time of the week again. Every Monday at 8.30, we are joined by the folks from Delano uh, to talk about a topic that is in the news. Uh, we look at some events that are coming up in Luxembourg, and then there's always a personal pick at the end. Uh, today, I'm joined by Cordula from Delano. Good morning, Cordula. Morning. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Thanks so much for joining me today. Uh, today, we're talking about Pride because the Pride celebrations are coming up in Luxembourg City. Uh, what's going to be going on? How is Luxembourg celebrating LGBT Pride? So uh, they already kicked off actually over the weekend. Um, so Luxembourg has Pride Week. Um, and so over the weekend there was a queer arts festival. Um, there's an exhibition of um, the LGBTIQ um, community's history in Luxembourg um, organized by Rosa Lützebusch. Um, that goes until the end of the week. Um, today, so 4th of July at 7 o'clock in the evening, there's also a ceremony to remember the victims of social hate and uh, hate crimes. Um, which is at the National Monument of Resistance in Esuralzet. Um, there's a queer movie night with Japanese drama His tomorrow on 5th July. And later in the week, um, there's also a conference on LGBTIQ plus activism in Europe at the University of Luxembourg. And of course, there's the big, as you already mentioned, Pride Parade Street Fest party on the 9th and 10th July uh, with an appearance by Boy George and Culture Club, um, numerous other artists, musicians and more. Um, what's interesting, though, is uh, actually none of this is happening in Luxembourg City. All of this is um, happening in Esteralzet um, and you can find kind of the, f- the full program online and everything. Okay. Uh, I mean, sounds like it's going to be a great, uh, great celebration. Boy George, I mean, that's a pretty huge headliner. Um, and of course, Pride is a, t- a time of celebration, uh, but it's also, you know, an important event for campaigning for change um, in, you know, and equality. Um, now, Luxembourg is supposedly ranked amongst the most LGBTQI plus friendly countries in Europe. Uh, of course, you know, our, pre- our Prime Minister, Xavier Bettel, is um, openly gay and married. Um, but what progress, you know, is, has, has been made in Luxembourg recently um, and, and what progress needs to be made still? Mm. So Luxembourg in 2004 allowed um, same-sex couples to enter registered partnerships. Um, but it would then take another 10 years until 2014 um, for um, marriage to become legal for homosexual couples. And Luxembourg was actually sort of compared to the other Benelux countries was sort of, was quite late in implementing this. Um, homosexual couples can also adopt. Um, that was part of the same, uh, same sort of law package. Um, lesbian couples have access to artificial insemination and IVF treatment. Um, surrogacy, however, is still is illegal um, and is also set to remain so. There is no kind of movement in politics um, to change this. Um, and actually sort of a reform of the constitution and other family law um, sort of cements the fact that it is illegal. Um, and then more recently in 2017, for example, Luxembourg allowed trans people to uh, legally change their sex without undergoing a reassignment surgery. And the country is in the progress of extending paternity leave to, to both fathers when they welcome a child. Currently, only one father can take this leave. Um, so, as you said, there's, there is some progress that has been made um, in, in the past few years. Um, what about things that still need to be worked on that, you know, that... So there's there's a feeling that uh, sort of laws have been stagnating because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you know, some of these changes, I mean, yes, we have this this more recent thing for to extend um, paternity leave to, to both fathers. Um, but so this index that you mentioned, um, the Rainbow Index, uh, Luxembourg was on in third place. Um, in 2021 and it dropped to sixth place this year um, in this ranking of sort of LGBTQ friendliness. Um, 
And so other countries have just been making more progress quicker than Luxembourg. Mm. So, for example, there is no gay conversion therapy ban in the country. And this is because including the prime minister, but also our family and integration minister have said it's not necessary because it's not practiced here. Um, but then activists say that doesn't mean that it shouldn't be outlawed um, because there is this fear that you're kind of opening the door to people coming here from other countries where it is outlaws to outlawed to do it here. Um, and just the fact that it that we don't know that it's not happening or that we don't know of it doesn't mean that it's not happening. Um, there's also, for example, there's no third gender option in Luxembourg and wording in the constitutional reform that's happening at the moment actually sort of cements this like male-female binary, um, even though the government is supposed to be working on a third gender option. And there's a bunch of other things. So, for example, the same-sex partner of a woman who gives birth through medically assisted insemination isn't automatically recognized as a legal parent. Um, so there's a, pro there's, a, there's a process of affiliation that needs to happen. Um, there are still operations on intersex children are routinely carried out um, very shortly after birth. Um, obviously, you know, without the informed consent of the child because the child is an infant. Um, homosexual men are only allowed to donate blood if they haven't had sexual contact in the last 12 months. Um, so there's still, a, there's still some, some work to do. And for some of them, they would actually be quite easy fixes in a way. It would be no legal drama at all to introduce a gay conversion therapy ban. Um, but for some reason, there's just this um, this resistance to act on something that's not seen as a problem. Okay, so still quite a lot there that um, legally could be improved. Um, but what about um, the openness towards the LGBTQI plus um, community here in Luxembourg, the experience of living in Luxembourg as an LG LGBTQI plus person? Mm. I mean, obviously, I think it's always difficult to, to sort of speak for a community when you're not a part of it of yourself. Um, but we had uh, Nicolas van Elsoy. He's a member of Rosa Litzebush, this advocacy group. Um, he was on our uh, Newsmakers podcast um, last week. And he actually said that one of the community's kind of grievances is a lack of safe spaces in the capital. Um, and if you think about it, there isn't really a gay bar in Luxembourg City. Um, they're sort of gay friendly places, but there isn't like a dedicated space in a way. Mm. Um, and the pandemic has obviously also made things more difficult for the community to meet and organize things. Um, And one of the other things that he said is that the community is actually quite um, gay dominated. And I think you have a lot of prominent um, or fairly prominent gay men in Luxembourg, such as the um, Prime Minister Xavier Bettel, um, the former economy minister and deputy prime minister Etienne Schneider, um, Lex Dellis, Mark Angel. Um, but uh, there's much less visibility um, for other parts of that community, whether they're lesbian, trans, other groups, um, And this is also reflected in things, for example, there are no, um, there are hardly anywhere, are there inclusive bathrooms mm -hmm. um, in Luxembourg? Also not in sort of public infrastructure, um, which would be the place where you would start um, being more inclusive um, towards uh, trans people and other communities. Um, so kind of the further you move away from this mainstream spectrum of a monogamous heterosexual, um, monogamous sort of homosexual relationship, the more difficult it becomes. Okay, well... Um, there's a huge program of events where people can find out more about this if they maybe, you know, maybe don't know um, that much about what life is like as an LGBTQI plus um, person in Luxembourg. This is the week to, to find out more because there's a lot of educational events and a good chance to celebrate with, you know, our brothers and sisters in the end, LGBTQI plus uh, community here in Luxembourg. Um, 
We're going to go to a song now, and when we come back, we're going to look at some events uh, that you've got picked out for, for this week. Cool. Good. This one is John Moods and a track called So Sweet, So Nice.
That's John Moods and So Sweet, So Nice on RS City Radio. We are back in the studio with Cordula from Delano, who is now going to uh, pick out some events uh, that she's earmarked for listeners to look forward to in Luxembourg this week. What have we got? What have we got first up? So this isn't technically an event. It's an exhibition uh, which continues. It started uh, over the weekend and it continues until the 9th of October, I believe. So you have plenty of time to catch it. Um, they are English landscapes by the uh, painted John Constable. Uh, he's sort of from the Romantic period. Uh, he was a contemporary of um, JMW Turner, which I think maybe more people will be familiar with. Um, John Constable isn't actually that well known outside of the UK because he pretty much painted only English landscapes. Um, uh, around, and very specifically also sort of around the area where he grew up in, in um, uh, East Anglia. And um, also some pictures of Hampstead and so on. Um, but it's a really, yeah, it's a, it's a very nice exhibition. Um, it's quite a small selection. It's curated from um, the collection of the Tate in London. Um, but it's just a really interesting look at this painter. And it's very nicely contextualized with other painters of that period. Um, and also explaining um, sort of the impact that he had on landscape painting. Because he was really one of the first um, painters in the UK to fully paint outside which at the time sort of using oil paints and all of this uh, was a lot more complicated. Um, so yeah, I'd recommend for, uh, for people to check that out. So that's happening at Villa Vauban uh, from now until October. Exactly. Great. Um, what's, the, what's the next event we've got? So this is already fast forwarding to next weekend. There is, uh, it's called Luxembourg Street, um, which is kind of like an urban festival. Um, it's happening around the Philharmonie from uh, Thursday, I believe, Thursday, Friday until Sunday. Um, and you can try your hand at skateboarding. Um, there's some uh, street art happening. Uh, and yeah, just obviously food and drink, because what would a festival be without food and drink? Okay. Um, there's some music. And um, yeah, it just looks to be kind of a slightly alternative um, uh, festival for, for the city. And actually around the same time, uh, while you're near the Philharmonie, there's the end of season party at the Philharmonie yes. um, on the 9th. With um, Jeff Mills playing, which exactly. is massive. Uh, if, if anybody that's into techno, they'll know that Jeff Mills is uh, an absolute legend, uh, one of the one of the godfathers of techno. So for him to be playing in Luxembourg is huge. I don't often talk about techno much on the show, but I'm, I, I do like electronic music, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, final event that we've got earmarked for our listeners this week. Another music event. This is happening on the 9th and the 10th, so Saturday, Sunday, is the uh, Blues Express is back in the Front de Gras and La Sauvage. Um, so you have multiple stages between those two towns and you can take this old mining train mm-hmm. I've heard about to this. sort of take you from one place to the next. Um, it's a free festival, although you do have to pay a fee for the train. Um, you can't access the site by car, so but there's plenty of shuttle buses taking you there from all different places in Luxembourg. Um, yeah, so this is it's one of the sort of big um, jazz blues festivals in Luxembourg of the year. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to check that out as well. <laughs> well <laughs> You're busy lo- this weekend. There's loads of stuff going on in Luxembourg <laughs> recently. Like the, the the amount of concerts and and festivals that are happening. Like particularly right now. I mean, a couple of weeks ago we had Sirens Call and those uh, those gigs at the um, Abbey de Neumünster. There's been a festival at the Philharmonie. There's another one coming up this weekend. Their end of season. It's just like crazy how much there is to do in Luxembourg this at this uh, right now. Yeah, the yeah. summer. Summer's back. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we're going to end things with a personal pick from you. And what have we got? I'm bringing a book tip. Um, and the book is called The Shortest History of War. 
um, by a Canadian historian and author called Gwyn Dyer. Um, and it, I mean, it kind of does what it says on the tin. It's a short history of war. Um, so it explains how we kind of went from uh, hunter-gatherer communities to sort of current society and how um, changes in the way that we live um, combined also with technological changes um, changed the way in which humans fight, sort of fight exactly yeah. and go to war um, and it's it's really well written it's very it is sort of short and sweet it's really concise um, but it is really interesting to sort of see how we went from sort of having like little skirmishes between hunter-gatherer tribes and then once you know we sort of started settling in, in villages and towns um, uh, to have sort of you know uh, plundering or whatever it is over resources and territory um, and then going from that to sort of world war mm -hmm. uh, and the threat of nuclear winter um, it's uh, it's yeah I found it really interesting um, and just uh, especially maybe in the in the current environment mm -hmm. um, an interesting read <laughs> so that's the shortest history of war by Gwyn Dyer exactly well thank you so much for coming in to talk to me today Cordula all of those events that you mentioned can be found on the agenda section of your website and we will have you or one of your colleagues in next week uh, for another top of the week thanks so much see you next time see you